Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. A fine, fine Saturday matinee to you both, Ray, Tom. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> hey. See, Ray's doing it in character. Good morning. Oh. I Huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, it's great to have you guys on the show. Andy and Steve aren't here, so we get to do whatever we want. And I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No pants. No re-ranking. Uh, 
first, why do you wipe your brow like that? That's uh, it's like such relief when, you know, all I want to do is get me some sweet, sweet under the cherry moon <laughs> up into that top 50 well, at least. You know. <laughs> I, I, I can't say anything if that's the route you want to go, sir. So Got some. You forgot one. Uh, let's talk about Tom Cruise. Ray, you're telling me Tom Cruise wants to shoot in space. Yeah. So if you've been following the news, I see this thing where Tom Cruise wants to shoot a movie in space. And apparently he's gotten Elon Musk uh, to help oh, him out. Course. <laughs> and uh, everybody on social media is freaking out like Tom Cruise in space. But, yeah. And then they're like, yeah. he's already almost died in every Mission Impossible movie. What can he do now? Is it supposed to be a Mission Impossible no. movie or is it just to be determined? To be determined. As far as I can tell, it's its own entity. It's, uh, it is not a Mission Impossible movie, they have said. What if it turns out to be like Born on the Fourth of July 2? <laughs> <laughs> and they have to wait down the wheelchair because <laughs> there's no reason to shoot in space. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> so what is that? I I feel like you started something there, Tommy. We really should let you flesh that out. Do you have a pitch? I'm pretty sure it is offensive. <laughs> so I have stopped. I have stopped that train of thought right away. This is what happens when the connection between your brain and your mouth is one second long. <laughs> I would be all up for it. I mean, I think he's thrilling. Well, I really like Tom Cruise and I love Mission Impossible movies. So if he wants to go do something like that, I think I was the fan, kind of fan of The Mummy. Yeah, that was When you. it came out. I was the card-carrying yeah. Mummy fan. So That was, yeah. that was rough. So that I was in. the one film board I didn't like you in, Tommy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> you and America, right? Just doing my patriotic I, I, duty. I'll tell you, I am a, I am such a massive fan of that guy. He, uh, oh, and, sure. and I've been watching all of the Maverick featurettes, and it really looks like they have done something truly extraordinary in the way they shot that movie and what he made, what Tom Cruise made. Uh, his co-stars do is on the verge of criminal like torture to, to make this movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. they, they are not healthy individuals after going through. I mean, they are very brave, but I think they are, they risked uh, life and limb because he uh, because of what he did. It looks exceptionally exciting. I cannot wait. Well, for the space thing anyway, at least it looks like it's more than just an idea because NASA even commented on it. What, what did NASA say? Did someone say space? <laughs> Jim Bridenstine or Bridenstine, I don't know how he pronounces it, but uh, who is the NASA administrator, took to Twitter, as you do these days, and said NASA is excited to work with Tom Cruise on a film aboard the space station, and we need popular media to inspire a new generation of engineers and scientists to make NASA's ambitious plans a reality. And we need Tom Cruise to lead us there. <laughs> right. Well, it is interesting, though, of I wonder what the how they would capture the wow factor, because I feel like movies like a lot of movies have made space really come to life, both inside a craft and outside of a craft. Mm -hmm, so right. how would you like I, I, I'm, I'm a little confused on how that would be like, oh, wow. Ex only except from like having a cameraman in the airlock. Yeah. But that's just something that's kind of easy to fake. I'm not sure, but I'm all in. Well, it, yeah. I mean, now, once you've seen Gravity, like there's the bar. Right. Like when I saw Gravity in IMAX, I thought I was in space already. Thing like can Tom Cruise right. beat ILM and Weta? Interstellar. 
if Tom Cruise goes to space and finds the giant yarn library of mirrors, <laughs> will all of you shut up? <laughs> What if he just does risky business too? I'm still like fascinated by the idea of doing a movie that has no reason to take place in space and it actually makes it harder. <laughs> well, they did Jerry make Jason Maguire X in you know? space. He just, yeah, Jerry Maguire. He's, he's like, show, show me the gravity. And everyone's like, why are we doing this? I thought this was interesting. Scott Beck and Brian Woods, the two guys that wrote A Quiet Place, are now working with Sony and Sam Raimi Ooh. in what is only described right now as an untitled, mysterious sci-fi thriller. <laughs> All right. So most films. <laughs> this goes out to the original Satmat dad, Andy Nelson. The writing team had previously worked with Raimi on a Quibi series, 50 States <gasps> of Fright. Oh, Quibi. That's outstanding. I haven't I haven't seen 50 States of Fright, and I won't. Are you a Quibi person? Oh. I'm coming in late to the Quibi combo. No, no. Okay. Quibi, Tom, let me get you up to speed. Quibi is a Please. is a recurring segment on this show where oh, really? none of us believe it's going to be successful. And as such, Andy has agreed to make his daughter a sociological experiment by trying to get her addicted to Quibi. Oh, a BF Skinner Quibi yeah. style? We've gone, it is BF Quibi BF is what we're doing. <laughs> uh, and so that's where we're, so I get very excited when we have any excuse to talk about Quibi. How's it working so far? Has he, has she started the gambit? She, the gauntlet? All right. For those who listened oh. to last week's show, just hang on. I, I I'm haven't sorry, really guys. been able to let go of it. The show mm. that she thought was most interesting was a show, I can't even remember the name of it, but the whole premise is you're a chef and you're blindfolded and they take an air cannon and fill it with food and shoot <laughs> it at your ingredients and they shoot it at your face and you what? have to figure out what was shot at your face by taste, what apparently landed in your mouth and then make What's something the of it. <laughs> It's a cooking show. Is it? It is. It, it, we decided that it's the it's the cooking show for the like the Nickelodeon. Yeah, grew up and became executives, and there just isn't enough slime in the world and air cannons, and so I just looked up what the word quibby means in Aramaic, and it means needn't have bothered. <laughs> Mike Flanagan is making a Netflix horror series based on Christopher Pike's books. I don't know who Christopher Pike is. Uh, I assume he's kind of like an R.L. Stein, like a teen horror fiction person. I love everything that Michael Flanagan does. I actually re-watched Dr. Sleep recently, nice. which I gave a negative review to on the Nerd Critic when we were doing one of right. our crossovers. I rewatched it and liked it so much more. I still think it's too many movies, but it is his ability to handle different scenarios and different sections is masterful. And he's so good at working with kids that I think I don't even need to know what um what is it? It's uh he's doing the Midnight Club, which I bet if we had young viewers, they'd be like, wow. <laughs> but I don't know what that is, but I bet it will be fantastic. And he's got such a great history with Netflix that I'm all in. 
I have not seen Haunting of Hill House. Oh, Pete, it's so good. Yeah. I love it. It's my favorite thing of media from whatever year that was. That was a very vague thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, <laughs> that was the verbal equivalent of wearing a nose and mustache glasses. Yeah, I get it. Um, I was. I don't know why I was hiding. I don't remember what year it was, but it was just my favorite thing. And I've watched it multiple times. And I'm looking at a picture of him. He's next to a kid and he's pointing. And that's what directors do both best. Point off screen. <laughs> <laughs> into, the, into the middle distance. Into the middle distance in all of, in every director. I have one from 30 Nights where you have to be like standing by a monitor or by an actor pointing somewhere with headphones on and everyone thinks you're wise and instead, nope. <laughs> and instead you're hanging on for dear life. <laughs> it looks like we have the entertainment world, the production world, starting to creep open again. Right. Uh, not here. Nope. Um, which is sad, but, uh, but it, in is, it is no. <laughs> in the Czech Republic. They uh, looks like they have they are restarting production under new coronavirus guidelines. And they're a little tricky. You have to have been tested 14 days prior to leaving the country. You have to have a yep. test for the infection every 14 days while you're on sure. set. And you, uh, you once you're allowed in the Czech Republic, you have to get a test uh, right before you leave and then within 72 hours of arriving. And you have to remain quarantined until you get a negative result. So there's a lot of testing when you when you go in there and right. it's it is uh, but there it, it looks like they are uh, res- exempted from uh, obviously face masks uh, for production shoots and uh, right. so there there are some things they they get around the no more than two people gathered in one place kind of um, a restriction so it'll it'll be interesting to see well i i was saying that the, as a whole you are a family that becomes sort of a bubble yeah for a long You're time effectively so quarantining prove- together yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You become such an immediate best friend family with like huge nemesis and stuff like that. But every film production that I've ever been a part of, um, yeah, I mean, you it's like camp. Yeah. You just don't end up seeing anyone else. So that could actually work in a weird way. This whole thing I read today also is going to help out um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the Disney Plus series, because they still had some shooting to do in Prague. That's right. Uh, in addition to, uh, let's see, Carnival Row, we we I think we mentioned that a little bit. Carnival Row, uh, The Wheel of Time is another Amazon uh, show that's coming out based on Robert Jordan's books, uh, which is going to be able to jump back into production. Um, uh, Justin Kurzel's war thriller Ruin with Margot Robbie and Matthias Schoenertz oh. and uh, Netflix uh, <laughs> feature Force, 473 Transatlantic and the Danish period epic. Margaret, Queen of the North. At what point did you start making up things? Oh, very early. I don't know. <laughs> like yeah. from jump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Margot Robbie's not a real person. She's <laughs> totally, yeah. No, she doesn't exist. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens. Apparently, Prague has been, has tried to be as ahead of this thing as anybody can. And um, they feel like they're in a pretty good case of it. To date, they have uh, under 8,000 cases and only just about 263 casualties to coronavirus. So <sighs> it it is grim all over, but it seems like Prague is, yeah. has done right. Taika Waititi confirmed to direct Star Wars movie. Are we excited about that? I'm on the fence. I love him. Yeah. I don't care about Star Wars, so it's a real wash. <laughs> 
I love Taika Waititi. I love the films that he has written and directed. Like Jojo mm. Rabbit was great. I loved uh, yeah. Hunt for Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah. Oh, I forgot he did that. That was so good. Yes. Fantastic. Unlike most people, I was kind of disappointed with Thor Ragnarok. And yes, that is unlike most people. I know. The thing is, I don't think it's a bad movie per se, but the tone of the movie was completely wrong, I think, for the story that they were trying to tell. And if you want to talk about him, Taika Waititi, in Star Wars, he directed at least one episode of The Mandalorian. So, you know, oh, he mm-hmm. so he has okay. had some experience in that universe. But while I enjoyed it, there is a part of me that thinks, was it just a little too, oh, too much? Mandalorian? Yeah, like the that whole part, the episode where you had the two scout troopers and one of them like kicks baby Yoda in the bag. And... But that was hard to watch. <laughs> I no, I you know, I, I get I get you. And I think that I, I can just say about that particular episode, I noticed who directed it, right? right it right. had fingerprints on it. It did not feel like other episodes. Uh, and, and so, but, but I also, I'm a fan of Taika Waititi and, and those fingerprints. So I, I'm kind of okay with it. Let's do trailers. This trailer is for a movie called The Legion, which, uh, good timing here, is available as of May 8th. If you're listening to this on the day the episode is released, that was yesterday. Um, but basically, this movie takes place during Nero's reign, uh, the invasion of Parthia by some Roman army has been a fiasco, and all these R- Roman soldiers are basically dying slowly in the cold, and so they choose one guy named Nerino, who is half Roman, to cross through the mountains through enemy territory to try to get reinforcements and the only problem is he hates rome and so he might not do it i guess oh there's the rub there you go it was interesting because information on this movie was really hard to find uh, as far as production um it's directed by jose megan i don't know if that's how you pronounce it but oh i know this is actually his first time directing he's only ever uh, produced. He has seven producing credits to his name. And um, the writers also, this is like the only thing they have to their name as well. So, wow, it seems like a big from the trailer. I mean, it looks low budget, high budget, right. but it it's pretty, it looks very ambitious for people to say, here should be your first time out. Right. And I, 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 I find it humorous because the main character in the movie played by, uh, an actor named Lee Partridge, whom I've never heard of, uh, is isn't that. even <laughs> isn't even advertised on the poster or anything. Uh, it advertises Mickey Rourke, who obviously is the biggest name in the film, and oh God, <laughs> and uh, and who from the trailer doesn't even look like he really has that big of a role. And um, <laughs> actress Bai Ling. Who? Oh, yeah. she's been. She has she been around? I mean, I know she's been around, but she seems like she's been gone for a little while. Right. Uh, well, she hasn't done much, as, at least as far as I can see. I mean, it, yeah. But um, she was hot for a second. Yeah, she was in Wild Wild West, which is one of the greatest movies ever. 
It's either that or the Lone Ranger. Like, I go back and forth. Yeah, she is a real iceberg. <laughs> Over mountains, through forests, across the desert land. When you're a Roman soldier, you get used to your hardships. And what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. What I enjoyed about this trailer is it's a the opposite of any movie i ever want to see <laughs> it's a bunch of people wearing pelts talking in high english but they're only talking in catchphrases <laughs> like they're all saying things like courage is the water that the river flows and look at the tree it's in the forest and the blood stays on the blade like it's all nonsense it's just a bunch of inspirational posters that don't quite <laughs> i'm not blaming you for picking out i thought it was a fascinating trailer because it was like this movie has nothing for me but when mickey and then you can see hangs on a tree and says hang in there hang yeah, in there baby know. yeah you can tell you can, I mean, through the trailer, you can smell Mickey Rourke's disinterest, <laughs> how difficult he was on the set. <laughs> you see him, I swear to God, you could see him give up on a line in one of the, in one of the takes. <laughs> like, in real time. <laughs> the voice changes. Yeah. Yikes. The Legion. Good luck, everybody. Yeah. To say things like, the rock is stronger than the leaf. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Everyone agrees. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone doesn't someone say like what we're not afraid of cannot defeat us like that's that's like a president that's said that that's no dialogue said, I've already been said it was not said in Rome yeah uh, when when that one when that one Viking turned to the other a Roman and said Eikai Berliner I was like well all right this is just a Wikipedia cut and paste you know funnily enough Wikipedia doesn't even know that this movie exists. <laughs> that checks out. There is a chance that you, that Ray, you connected this from a bunch of other movies, and this is actually your pitch, and you're slowly dying inside as we're making fun of it. Well, you know. Well, and so that's already out. So that's very exciting. That if you really want to go watch the Legion, you can, and you can do it right now. It says, I think at one point it says, "Courage is good." <laughs> Dynamite. <laughs> Thanks, Legion. I'm next. All right, what's and, next? Uh, mine is, is uh, it actually has two names because of Canada. Uh, it, the, the movie, I think, was originally named Target Number One. It is a hit Josh Hartnett vehicle directed by Daniel Roby. Uh, and it's another one that should have already been out. It was kind of in festivals. Uh, it's a story of a 1989 Canadian journalist who investigates the circumstances surrounding the suspicious arrest of a heroin addict imprisoned in a Thai jail. And uh, the cast is an able cast. If you look at the names of of these people, right? Josh Hartnett, Stephen McCaddy, Stephen McCaddy. I love that Stephen McCaddy. Jim Gaffigan holds a gun in this movie. Has he ever been in a non-comedic role? I don't know, but this one really surprised me, Jim Gaffigan. And and for those of you who watch CBS Sunday Morning, you know that he's really having a hell of a time with his five kids and his wife in quarantine in their apartment in New York City. (laughs) Shout out to the CBS Sundogs. You know who you are. Uh, But anyway, there are some amazing people in this movie, and uh, it, it came together, written, directed again, Daniel Roby, It came together. The trailer for me is every movie I have ever seen 
that has the exact same story that this one does. <laughs> it was so ridiculously familiar. The only thing I have to say is I just wouldn't have expected it coming from Canada. They're so nice up there. What are they doing with all this crime? You know, good point. It's funny you mentioned that because I kept thinking this looks like Argo or this looks like the report. Or I love that um, we're getting to see Josh Hartnett again. Me too. I miss Josh Hartnett. I, I don't understand what happened to him. I hope that it was voluntary. That he sort of disappeared for a while and then did cool things like the black and white, we're all cartoons movie. <laughs> all right. It's getting late. Black what and white, the, we're all cartoons movie. We're based on a graphic novel and the guy from that did Machete directed it. Everyone knows what oh, I'm talking about. Sin City? That's oh, the one. <laughs> Sin City. God. Sin City. Because he was in that and had a cool like sort of moment and stuff. So I'm excited to see him back. I really miss well, him. Well, me too. So. I mean, I miss him from like 30 Days of Night and like... um. Or was he in 30 Days of Night? Was he the lead in that? Yeah, he was. He was? So he loves numbers and days movies. Why he wasn't he in sure my movie? Does. Oh, the best movie he my was in. My movie's called 30 Nights. Damn it. <laughs> the best movie he was ever in, Halloween H2O. That was early, oh, too. I like that movie. That's right. If what really happened here reaches the public, you're all f- What is this about? We need an interview. Big time Canadian drug dealer. It's arrested in Bangkok. A major heroin pipeline was shut down. Everything's in the press release. Nothing's in the press release. Why is he still in Thailand? Do you know how much money you owe me? I don't have any cash. You want a job? See, we're looking to expand our operations. We'd like you to help us out. You're going to Thailand. I've been an investigative journalist for 15 years. And nobody knows anything about this drug kingpin. I don't think he's a criminal mastermind. Two days over there, and I'll come back with a national scandal. What happened to you? you can't For all of its familiarity, I really, I was like, I would see this movie in a heartbeat. Would you really? Because I love, I love um, shirtless people in prison. No, I love <laughs> uh, like investigative reporters, yeah. and I love the idea of like, you can't do the story; it's too dangerous. But I have to. Like, <laughs> give me any dark water, give me any spotlight, anything like that. Oh, you and love I'm fascinated. Spotlight. I did. Uh. Um, and uh, like all of that stuff. And I think I looked it up and it says that it's actually like three stories in one. Okay. It's a little confusing in the trailer, mm-hmm. but it's actually there's a little bit more going on, which might be why the one thing I thought was interesting is it makes it very clear in the trailer that Josh Hartnett is the lead of the movie. Right. And yet in the trailer and in the credits, he gets the amp. Mm-hmm. And Josh Hartnett. That right. means he is a very featured, small So partner. who is it then? Is it McCaddy? Is I think it... it's this kid. Whoever that kid is. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We'll very know. interesting. So, yeah. I was really impressed with Jim Gaffigan. I mean, you don't really see that much of him in the trailer, but it honestly looks like he might be able to really pull off a dramatic role well. Do you think he does that thing in the movie that he does in his act where he does the audience's thoughts when he's like, why is Jim Gaffigan killing these people? (laughs) He seems like such a nice guy. Why is he locking up this little kid for him? What are his his five kids and his wife in their apartment in Manhattan going to say? I wish I could tell you when it's going to come. Uh, it is uh, soon, sometime, 2020. That's very exciting. Canada gets it in 2020. Nobody else knows when it's coming. But I will tell you this. you are gonna They're going to trick you. 
because it's coming out as target number one, but except for here in the United States, where it is most wanted. Huh. Mm? Oh. Everybody else gets it as target number one. We get it as most wanted. So there you go. It's coming. Be on the lookout. Trailer's out. So that's got to mean uh, probably we'll get it on the internet in a month. Hooray. I'll see it. That's funny because now we've done the Legion and we've done target number one. And so far of the we're we're 0 for 2 for me. I think I would I would accidentally watch both of these movies, probably <laughs> late night, you know, sugar binge. The only one that I can say I want to see so far is Tommy's movie. Interesting. And it's still fun, Pete, that you keep calling cocaine sugar. Yeah, mine is called <laughs> The Quarry. I found it because it was the only one that I found. Uh, the synopsis is after murdering a traveling preacher, a fugitive drifter assumes his identity and becomes the new cleric of a small town church. While he wins over the congregation, the police chief, played by Michael Shannon, starts to link the mysterious stranger to a crime investigation. Small town, dusty cinematography. Michael Shannon, sign me up. Oh, and <laughs> Religion. Love it. Because I find religion fascinating and scary and interesting all at once. And so I think this looked great. And it is another proof of Michael Shannon just damn it, just he plays Michael Shannon in the trailer. He couldn't just he might as well be screaming, <laughs> I'm Michael Shannon in this movie now, and I'm in. Because I find him, he's one of those actors like George Clooney that I will just watch. Every time. Yeah. He's just interesting enough, the thing that he does. We are made right with God through faith in Jesus, not by obeying the law. I've known a few preachers in my day. You're not like any of them. Do I know you? Well, what do you mean? I just feel like I've seen you before. Who are you? I am a sinner. Well, I was very excited about Shea Wiggum, too, um, who was in First Man and he's, uh, he's he been in a fantastic. bunch of stuff yep. as the as the, you know, town priest slash criminal. I think Fake he looks priest. incredibly dynamic. And and um, he's another one of those that, um, you know, I just I, I really enjoy watching on screen. So um, super magnetic. The cast is amazing. I was so surprised that this movie uh, hit. Uh, the trailer dropped and I didn't even it didn't even come up in my search. Yeah. And I am flabbergasted, flabbergasted that it is coming in right now at a five point one on IMDb. Ooh, it what? is firmly below the six star rating. And Wait I'm not saying that the six star rating is the is going to be the thing. The Legion has no rating on <laughs> IMDb. Uh, and I didn't even see what mine was. Oh, um, no, Pete. I just looked it up. <laughs> what? In real time, breaking news. This is the spinning newspaper of my defeat on Rotten Tomatoes. It has 44 reviews and it is 39%. <laughs> Critics they consensus. Even, they can't the get mom. The quarry's potboiler premise is largely squandered on a slow-moving plot whose meanderings thwart the efforts of a talented cast. Oh, no! <laughs> Why did I pick this? Did I pick that cats? So I picked cats dis- in a small town. Cats. Yeah. That is just to say that Ray and I got off easy because there are no ratings for either of our movies yet. So Yeah, and I had the courage to pick a film that apparently already sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, America. The Here's the movie I guess you're not supposed to see. Oh, but it looked really I'm still gonna see it. Small town religion, yeah. Shay Guevara or whatever you said, and Michael Shannon, I'm in. <laughs> Shay 
Guevara. I don't remember. What did you say? Shea Wiggum? Yeah. Shea Wiggum. <laughs> I don't really know what to say about this movie. I'm I'm curious. And uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to see this, uh, it'll definitely be because of Shea Wiggum. Seeing him in this trailer, he looks like he definitely has a commanding presence in this movie. And Michael Shannon looks like he's playing Michael Shannon. So... Yeah. yeah. And I really love claustrophobic small town dusty movies. I like contained pieces. Yeah. I'm thinking of what was the movie that Oliver Stone directed with Sean Penn in the lead? It was when Oliver Stone was still in his crazy period, like throwing things all over the place. Jennifer Lopez, I think, was in it. The whole thing, he gets in like a blood simple plan to kill oh, someone. Right. Um, Oliver Stone, U turn. That was it. Right. U turn any given Sunday. Uh, he was still in his crazy, let's just throw stuff up and see what sticks. Okay. You know, parts of this trailer actually reminded me a little bit of uh, History of Violence. Yes. Mm, yep. Yeah, absolutely. 5.1. That didn't. Wow. We should do the lists, gents. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is my first time doing this part, so I am look forward to not doing it right. Do you want to do you want to share what is making you giving you any sort of anxiety? Are you nervous about it? Just you guys go first and I'll follow your list. I <laughs> I made I made I wrote a bunch of movies at random on a yellow sticky. <laughs> and I wish me a lot of luck. Oh wait, some of these aren't movies. Some of these are just I just listed things like cup. That's going to be a shame. So. <laughs> That's going to be a shame. I think I just looked around the room. Surge protector. <laughs> All right. The uh, the movie that we were talking about for this week was um, Spore. Yes. Mm. Right? The movie was Spore. The the last in our Agnieszka Holland series. Uh, have, have either of you guys seen Spore? Not yet. I have not, but I know of it. So it it's crazy about a wonderful uh, old lady who lives alone in the woods and she has a very special relationship with the animals and there is some uncertainty about when people start dying who is responsible is it mm. some rogue criminal or is it the animals and so it's a movie that talks a lot about hunting and uh, a, a lot of of you know she's out there trying to Columbo her way through the the scenario and figure out who's who's doing it. Great yep. mystery. It's a quiet film, uh, but but a great mystery. And it has three dominating characteristics. One, there's hunting. It's man hunting animal. Uh, it's armchair detectives. She's uh, doing her Love thing. Armchair and detectives. Yep. Animals hunting man. Ooh. And of course, the listeners over in Discord chose animal hunting. Man, and that is what we are going to do. We're going to build a list of our films. I'm cautiously going to say favorite films of animals hunting man for Got some it. reason or another. Animals and because hunting man. Okay. Ray was very timely this week and he managed to get his trailer in early, early, early. He wins the round and he gets to go first. Some would say, well played, our Ray. List. Well played, Ray. Well played, Ray. I don't get it. The first movie that I'm going to go with here is. From one of my favorite directors, actually my number one favorite director, <gasps> 1963, oh. starring Tippi Hedren. It is Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. The oh, Birds. I didn't even think about that. That's such a great... <laughs> and what's crazy is I'm coming up with my list. And that didn't even occur to me. It, it didn't occur to me either until I was running out of things. I'm like, uh, oh, wait, The Birds. That's so obvious now. But yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen it, 
if you're living under a rock, you know, now quarantine is a perfect time to see it. Andy just watched oh, it right. because he went through mm-hmm. all of he's Hitch's Hitchcock mania. Right. Because he's a go-getter. But um, it's about this this woman who, for some reason, when, you know, birds suddenly appear every time she's near. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, is it because the one... famous director is well a known played. misogynist? <laughs> it could be. But um, yeah. I'll tell you what, though. There are some really great scenes in this movie. It's not my favorite Hitchcock movie, but there are def- definitely some memorable parts to this movie. If you are a horror fan, as I know Tommy is, um, I am that one shot where I've never seen the birds. You've never seen the birds. <gasps> isn't that, isn't that embarrassing? Tom. Cause I'm not a classicist. I know I should. It's just one of those that I've, I haven't done, but go ahead and tell me the scene. But there's this one scene where, you know, during this whole bird attack fiasco, this older woman goes to check on a friend of hers and all the windows are broken, you know, there are wood chips out of the doors and the walls and everything. And she's trying to find him, goes up to the bedroom, real quick zoom in shot of this guy lying on the floor and his eyes have been pecked out. Uh, Back then. Yeah. In color. Like it. <laughs> in 3D. Uh. In smell vision I don't even know what that would smell like. I love that choice. And I'm amazed that that would never even occur to me and i love it so yeah that ray you're a champion that's my first All choice. Right. first choice is down i was second in line and i am picking a movie that i don't care for in fact oh. i don't care for it and the rest of the world apparently doesn't care for it it is a three on the imdb scale <laughs> uh, and and I'm picking it anyway because it is the first movie that I thought of, and it is probably the movie I talk about most when I talk about animal movies because it's so easy to see and demonstrate how the mighty fall in terms of a great series that starts at a very, very high note, probably should never have had a number two mm. and definitely shouldn't have had Jaws the revenge oh right (laughs) this is such an exceptional case for what happens when you run out of ideas about what to do with uh, a shark that kills people and eats things and so you actually make it follow our protagonist as she gets on a plane (laughs) and goes to uh, the islands like she literally travels around the world and the shark senses it and follows them and ends up meeting up with uh, Lorraine Gary and Michael Caine and Karen Young and Mario Van Peebles and Lance Guest in Jaws the Revenge. This is not a great movie, but it is enormously fun to watch. Because it's so bad. There's that famous scene where Michael Caine's helicopter crashes yeah. and he's all wet and then he jumps up and he's completely dry. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, exactly what happens. In the very next scene. Like it's, yes. it, is the, it is the movie equivalent of a shrug. That is exactly it. That is <laughs> yeah. exactly what happens in this movie. So I could, when this one, I mean, I knew that somehow this had to be on the list because it's so representative <laughs> of shark literally following man around the planet. I love it. I really yeah. need to see the Jaws sequels. <laughs> Do you? <ya? laughs> you know, as I think, given the kinds of movies that you have taken in, I think you do. I think you owe it to yourself to have those in your catalog. I think sure. it, it, they're worth it, but they're not just know what you know what you're getting into. 
All right. Which was the one that took place at like a SeaWorld? Was that Jaws 3D? That was Jaws 3 and 3D. And it was... Uh, of the terrible Jaws sequels, it was my favorite because it was it it starred. I, I had such a crush on Bess Armstrong, uh, who was our protagonist, and Dennis Quaid was played the older Mike Brody, and uh, it was the shark attacking an underground or an underwater uh, uh, attraction at a amusement park. It was fine. Don't watch All it again. Right. Deal. All right, Tommy. So that means you're up with your first pick of the night. What do you got? I picked this because it's not on a list anywhere. (laughs) And I'm going to say the name of the movie and you're maybe going to think about laughing and be like, Tommy doesn't know how things work. But then I do. It's a real twist them up. Mine is Frozen. But not the Frozen you're thinking of. Oh, this okay. is the Frozen. The Frozen from 2010, starring Kevin Feig from Air Buddies fame and a bunch of other movies. Uh, this is a horror movie that takes place in t- almost entirely on a ski lift that is shut down. Uh, I, the three kids go up on the, on a mountain on a ski lift, and then the druggy uh, guy that's running it is like, "Were there three people? I don't know. I'm a druggie. That's how druggies work." And then he leaves and he shuts it down. And yes. over a long weekend, they are trapped on a ski lift. I Pete? know this movie. Do you? I saw this movie. <laughs> and and they, she they they start having to talk about how are we going to get down? I guess yeah. we should jump. You shouldn't right. jump. You should jump. She broke her leg. That's a surprise. <laughs> well, what's one of the big things that keeps them from jumping? Wolf sharks. Okay. <laughs> that apparently crawling around all ski resorts across America are wolves hiding in, I guess, wolf caves. And they come out like wolf sharks and are just prowling under them, like going around and around and around and around. And so none of them make it out because even the last guy, Kevin Feig, who was able to make it out. Wait, am I saying Kevin Feig? That's the guy who's in charge of saying Kevin and Feige. Yeah. Feige. What's his name? Does it matter? It's the guy from Airbud. Oh, wait, it's not Kevin Feige. That person doesn't exist. It's, and it's not Kevin Feige, who's a real person. No, it's Kevin Zegers, who is adorable and is great and was a part of the Airbud thing. Either way, yes, he also doesn't make it because I think, if I remember correctly, he finally gets down. He's like, I did it. And then wolf sharks. <laughs> so that's so. Did you know that uh, it's not the African savanna? It is Vale. That's where most animals are hunting humans. So that's my number three pick. Outstanding. Ray, number two. All right. So um, going back to 1967 with this one, um, Disney movie, Jungle Book. Are you going for what uh, show? uh, So I said this to my wife and she's like, what are you talking about? Animals hunting humans in the Jungle Book. And I'm like, well, you see, (laughs) if you think about it, the whole movie, they're talking about how Shere Khan is after Mowgli. And that whole movie, he's looking for Mowgli. Technically, Mowgli. he's hunting Mowgli. Yeah, you're right. And he gets to him oh. by the end and tries you to clever kill him. semantic bastard. <laughs> I love it. Well played, Ray. Well played, Ray. So my number two is the Jungle Book. Jungle Book. Dynamite. I struggled a little bit with my number two um, because I have, frankly, so many aquatic animal uh, picks that I had to go with uh, <laughs> to go with something that took place on land. Uh, and and the 70s were a ripe time for these kinds of movies. Um, and one of them 
that you can find if you want to see what happens when all of the animals go crazy and start hunting man at once oh is called day of the animals from 1977 never heard the devil you say uh, it is a, a real thing and you can watch it in fact you could watch it on youtube as of a few days ago but as we know what happens with this show is when you watch a thing that exists on youtube it vanishes. It right. is the magic, <laughs> ironic conundrum of the this TNR show. Curse. The yeah. TNR curse. So it, it may still be there, Day of the Animals, 1977. It is uh, ridiculous and uh, they and shocking and funny and uh, not great. But my goodness, they do some clever things when the animals attack at once. Tommy. All right. My second one is... Ugh. If anyone has heard me talk on this dumb podcast or any podcast ever, you know I like yelling things like, baby triceratops for the win. <laughs> it is Jurassic Park. All of them. Jurassic World, Jurassic Off-Ramp. Can I call an entire franchise? Is that a thing? It is Anyways. now. Oh, Tom. Man, God made man, made man, made no, God made man and dinosaur. Okay, I tried to be clever. It's not going to work. <laughs> Either way, we make dinosaurs. We're jerks because we don't understand how things work. And the leader of it is like, look at the fleas. And then everyone <laughs> gets eaten and it's fantastic. So, so I love you Jurassic, do Park. Jurassic Park. You're going you're gonna to go with the the <laughs> first top one, the first <laughs> one? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. Well, that's okay. obviously the best one. Okay. Um, in my world. So yes, Jurassic Park is great. And there's, so I guess I, I have to take back baby Triceratops for the win, but um, it's, I love Jurassic Park so much. And I remember reading that book too. It was a book that actually kept me up at night and I love horror. Truly. So yeah. I love everything about Jurassic Park. And so I'll pick that at the end. Outstanding pick. Thank you. Ray, what do you got? All right. So number, this is the big one. I can't believe we got all the way to this one. The big one. This is the big one. All right. So I don't know if you guys struggled with this, uh -oh. you know, like this list, you know, what uh -oh. constitutes hunting. And so. Oh, semantics are coming in. I again. There he goes. Well played, Ray. So I, pre, I had pre, such a hard time. Ray. So if you're going to be like Ratatouille, and we'll be like, okay. If this doesn't count, <laughs> my sincere apologies. Okay. Give it a try. I'm going to go the Steve Sarmento route and pick a sh uh, movie that was done on the show. Uh, it was done on the film board. In Imagine you are one of the last humans left on Earth, and you're kind of hanging out in your bunker when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, come... Apes on horseback with guns. Oh, right. Sure. That's very, yes. very safe. Very, not safe. That's very good. 2014's yes. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. My personal yep. favorite of that trilogy. That is a great pick and real trouble for Tom. Real trouble. Yeah, I don't like, I was that just movie. <laughs> I was like, I don't like seeing animals sad. And all those movies are animals being sad and then being mean to other animals. So I had to stop watching them. And that makes me like not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm an adult. I can do things. But I was like, nope, that monkey was a real bully. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great pick, Ray, of course. Here's the thing. I really struggled with this one because last week on the show, Andy had a pick. He picked Crawl. Yes. Uh, oh, I like yeah, that. That's one of my backups. 
I'm not picking it because I just want to say that I watched it and I became obsessed with crocodile movies. One of my <gasps> I, I, I and Betty and White. So... <laughs> <laughs> no, is this a Betty White spoiler? No, it's not. Apparently, go ahead. All right, look. Would you just be quiet for a second? <laughs> okay. You're going to spoil all the crocodile movies. Okay. So look, I went on a little bit of a of a of of a bender. Here and I found a lot of movies that I haven't seen that I deeply want to see now, but one that I have seen that I'm very excited to talk about again and I want to watch again. It's from 2007, and uh, I'm surprised because it has the young Sam Worthington in it, and I had forgotten that Sam Worthington, like was was in this movie for sure. It is called Rogue. 2007, an American journalist on assignment in the Australian outback encounters a man-eating crocodile while trapped on a rapidly flooding mud island. What? And I, I, this movie was awesome. I had totally forgotten the whole premise, but the crocodiles that they deal with are massive. And, you know, when you see, sometimes you see this animal turning over a boat, that kind of a thing, and the boat, oh no, the boat's turned over. This one, the boats rocket out of the air, or out of the sea, or out of the river, right? <laughs> they just shoot up, they're like, oh my god, look what happened to our boat? It just shoots into the sky. So, it it is a movie that I really want to watch again. It's, I've only seen it once. It It's a 6.2 on the IMDb scale. My memory of it is very positive, but who knows? It, it's It's definitely better than Jaws the Revenge. Uh, I <laughs> I feel like it's better. Th- for me, I think it was better than Crawl, but I really want to watch it again. Uh, How- I came up with a, a list of crocodile movies that I need to see. Wow. Are there so, a lot? There are, certainly. And, well, we can't talk about this because you haven't done your final pick. I won't be any of those. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do your final pick. Anyway, definitely Rogue is on the list. Sam Worthington, Michael Vartan. Uh, it's great. How have I not heard of that? I haven't heard of it either. Yeah, it seems right up your alley. Um, okay. All the alleys. So for my first pick, it was rough because I wanted to do dogs, but I didn't want to do Cujo. So instead, I was going to pick John Wick Parabellum because what's her name's dogs that go after everybody are insane. And that's so good. What's her name? Halle Berry. Halle Berry! Dogs are insane. That's great. Uh, and then I wanted to go alien stop. Either way. Here, I'll just go ahead and skip. Oh, no. And then I wanted to go snakes. And I wanted to go anaconda. Anaconda. For one reason only is because if you watch anaconda today, like they never bothered to fix it. They go in and they have this whole set piece where someone dies. It might be LL Cool J. I might be getting the rapper or <laughs> someone wrong. Either way, they go in and there's a there's an establishing shot of them pulling in to a harbor with in front of a waterfall. And the whole thing happens and someone dies. And you can go watch this right now. As they pull away the de-establishing shot, the waterfall is going up. <laughs> Because they never got the second shot. They literally rewound. They literally reversed it. And this was a movie that came out for real and starred Jennifer Lopez. That's incredible. I saw it in the theater and I was like, that couldn't have been right. And then I saw it when it came out on DVD and I was like, oh my God, we just gave up. They didn't have a takeaway. But no, I picked, I wanted to pick uh, Animals. That are animals, but that are not of our world. And I had some options. I had Annihilation. I had Life starring Ryan Reynolds. But instead, I picked The Mist. The adaptation of The Mist of Stephen King's novella, The Mist. It's starring Thomas Jane, Marsha Gay Harden, and Andre Brower. And it's I think it's a really cool 
example of humans being knocked way down the food chain in a second from creatures we do not understand and therefore cannot reason with. And the ending of the mist is so much better than the ending of the novella. It's one of the most brutal endings I've ever seen. And so seriously, well, I've never seen it. Oh, you are, ending, you are talking very fondly of it. And I am surprised I, the movie, not the TV series. The TV yeah. series was kind of garbage, but the movie is phenomenal, I think. And the ending is such a punch in the gut. I loved it. And it's really, we are being hunted. It's a whole bunch of people trapped in a uh, supermarket because the mist came and there are creatures in the mist. Oh, the, the end. Outstanding. Thank Check you. Check that one off the list. Letterboxed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good list, gents. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're talking just a little bit about backups. Right. Ray, what'd you have on your backup list? Oh, I already screamed him on my backup. So uh, sorry. Really <laughs> lame stuff like The Omen 3, The Final Conflict, where Damien the Antichrist sicks some dogs on some dude. Also, <laughs> um, Werner Herzog's Nosferatu the Vampire. Uh, Can never go wrong with Werner. The stuff with the rats. You guys seen Dude. seen it? Nosferatu the the remake. Yeah. Oh, totally. All, all that stuff with the rats uh, coming and you know just giving the plague to everybody and j- those scenes are so stinking creepy. Oh and, god! And, and and technically they hunt people. Technically, that's fair. <laughs> Ray is really getting into semantic weeds, but he's doing a great job. <laughs> All right. Nosferatu. Uh, I, I had a couple. I had the crocodile trio, um, which was Blackwater. Um, Ram which was another, another That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was going to be, it's Crawl, Blackwater, and Rogue. But Alligator was the one that, that scared me to death as a kid, where they flush the gator down the toilet and it lives on like lab rats and grows right. way too big, comes up the, yeah, that's not great. No, uh, Lake, but the, Lake Placid? Lake Placid. That's another oh, right. great one. Yep. Totally. That's the Betty White one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the one. I actually thought about putting that on the list, but I, I like Rogue better because of Michael Vartan because right. I loved Alias so much. And, uh, and so anyway, he, that was great. Uh, and then Long Weekend is a movie that I have not seen. It's an Australian film from 1978. And it is apparently the more restrained response to Day of the Animals, 1977. Like, it's a movie that actually, it's about this couple that's trying to take a a long weekend uh, on the coast or something, and the animals start acting very crazy, and it it sounds like it's something that you guys would actually like. I have not seen it. It's something I I am very curious about. I am sure that one of our Australian listeners is about to just as I'm saying these words is already typing uh, a response to this movie because it seems like it would fit our audience right to the letter. So do you have any other, uh, did you have any other, uh, I only had uh, pitch black. Uh, the first Vin Diesel movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, cause those were really big monsters. Again, I got very horror and sci-fi related. Yeah. When I think about, humans being hunted i usually think about space or yeah. other or other things but annihilation would have been my next annihilation would have yeah. been it yeah all right so this week we are talking about 
Did you have a, a chance to to put any thoughts into the the film that is coming this week? We're talking about yes, uh, the beginning of our series on the works and remakes of Francis Weber films, La Cage au Fol. Looking forward what to seeing you, that. What do you oh, got? How about trying to impress the in laws? Oh, impressing the in laws movies, great. Ray. Well played, Ray. Uh, impressing the in-laws. Outstanding. Tommy, what do you have that can live up to impressing the in-laws? La Caja Full is, of course, the story of, uh, of a couple, young couple, wants to get married. They have to introduce their parents to one another. Uh, the son's parents are, um, drag queens and they own a drag club, La Caja Full, in, um, Saint-Tropez. Uh, in France, on the Mediterranean coast of Saint-Tropez. And the parents of the daughter, the bride, are uh, very, very conservative, head of the moral majority party, and they they clash. It's a culture clash. It's a very funny dinner, and uh, it's it ends up being a great film. Um, so we have all kinds of cross-dressing drag queen movies to choose from. Um, we have actually done a whole series on uh, trans movies. And so that leaves us a little bit short <laughs> if you want to try and pick movies we haven't done. What about um, coming out movies? Movies coming in which out. someone uh, who is a different sexuality um, has to come out to those that might not accept them. Okay. Because that's the I son. Like in this movie, that's the son. Well, no. Well, the son no. is the son no, isn't right. gay. No, it's the parents, right? But they're they're essentially coming out. The parents are coming oh, out right. to each other. The son is getting married to a woman. Everybody knew he was straight. He didn't need to come out as straight. Oh, but in the birdcage, everyone was gay. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. I forgot how that movie works. Yes, but movies where someone has to because okay, yes. So his parents, it's like have an to come identity out reveal to the still. other. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll do well, that. and and to the other side, like the whole premise of the movie. This is the one that I I was thinking of, which is hiding sexuality, because yep. the son. The whole premise of the movie is this really sort of hateful bent where the son is saying, parents. You're, I need you to hide who you are. Right. And, That's uh, I like yeah. That. So, uh, so we could do coming out movies and we can do hiding sexuality movies. And maybe movies where the beloved Robin Williams' routine doesn't age as well. <laughs> That's just mean. <laughs> oh, well, that's next week. That's next week. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, so we've got Impressing the In-Laws, Coming Out Movies, and Hiding Sexuality Movies. Those are our big three for La Caja Full. What do you think? Do you agree? Sounds good. We're Agreed. Handing, we are officially handing these off. Yeah, we don't have to do it, so who cares? We don't have to do it. Yeah. Sounds I, great. <laughs> <laughs> I say we give them like three stinkers that they have to do. Like <laughs> Movies where the word orange is twice in the title. What? It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I love it. I think this That's is great. perfect. Well, thank you, uh, everybody, for hanging out with us. Thank you for um, uh, joining us for the show. We have a couple of uh, a bit of announcements for you. First and foremost, if you want to get in on the voting, you got to jump into our Patreon group, patreon.com slash the next reel. If you go there, you can join in for a few bucks a month and you can get into our Discord online community. And uh, in the show talk 
channel in our Discord online community for our fantastic members. That's where the voting happens on what list you think we should talk about. But there's all kinds of other things you can do, too. You can jump into the great movie discussion that's, discussions that we have. You can watch live streams of our shows as we record them. Uh, and you get early access to every show, almost every show, through your very own Patreon member podcast rss feed so uh, we appreciate you uh, supporting the show that way and i have to tell you one other way you can support the show is cash oh the cash <laughs> no the merch uh right. we've got some merch we've got our uh, mer- regular merch up there but new products and so if you haven't checked out the uh our face masks that you can get now with the next real stuff on it. If you want the Marvel Movie Minute, you can put the Marvel Movie Minute, guys. The Ultimate Fear uh, Season 2 logo material, you can put that right on your face. Uh, Mm. You could put the I Am Patient Zero on your face. That's charming in Trader Joe's. Try it. Uh, I I ordered a bunch. Very excited about them uh, to pass them out. And what what you may not be considering, when you buy a mask sporting the next real stuff, our provider, T Public, will actually send a medical grade mask to direct relief to be distributed to the frontline health care workers who are fighting this coronavirus for us all. Which is important because it's almost as important as running a podcast. <laughs> so that's great. That's right. We're that looking a- for, for moral uh, relativism here <laughs> on the next reel. You found it. Uh, no, that's wonderful. That's, that's awesome. awesome. It is, it's a good deed. So thank you, uh, everybody, for downloading this. Ray and Tommy, thank you so much for getting in the ranks here. It's so great to hang out with you guys. Thank you. Thank you. It was a real pleasure. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. We did it. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.